Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. An Erios production. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill Hitler? Would I take the promotion at work? With strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? The Big Ones! Hi, everybody. (laughs) Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Big Ones. The Big Ones. I'm Maria. And I'm Amanda. And this is The Big Ones. Each week, we discuss new ethical questions ranging from historical decisions to relationship problems to brain-busting moral choices. The questions can be complicated to talk about, but they're always fun to discuss because they force you to look deep, deep, deep with inside yourself. Do you like what you see? Matt Gorley, Matt Gorley and, and Mark, Mark McConville. McConville. I love what I see. It's four faces on a Zoom. Yeah, I'm into it. That's right, you guys. You guessed it. It's Mark McConville and Matt Gorley <laughs> from Pistol Shimps Radio and the Super Ego Podcast. I'm sure everyone who listens to this listens to those. But if you don't, check them out. I know, Mark, you have a podcast called Mascots. Yeah, that's over on Stitcher Premium if you want to head over there and listen I to 26 conversations about. That's right. Matt was on it, too. Amanda, I'm sorry. That's okay. I have nothing to say about mascots, except one time I did play Rafiki at Disneyland. That's my. That's pretty good. That's the funniest image. Amanda, you went to school in Long Beach, and you do know something about mascots because you were a griffin at some point. I Yes, once a griffin, always a griffin. Two schools. There's one school that's the Eagles and one school that's the Lions, and those junior highs or middle schools feed into the high school and make the griffin, which is a combination of a lion and an eagle. You go to one of the coolest school systems around when it comes wow, to mascots. That's incredible. Amazing. I had no idea. That all comes down to city planning. That all comes down to city planning. <laughs> it sure yeah, does. Because our middle schools were a, a, a matador and a husky, and they must have formed to create a lancer somehow. Mm. I could see that. What's a lancer? Like a jouster. Oh, very mm. nice medieval times. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to cut me out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being on. You know, you're you're some of the fan the fans love you guys. You're I'm sure the message boards are going to go wild when they hear that the two of you boys are on. Do you guys have any moral dilemmas that you need help with? We'd love to help you out. Well, Amanda, you had hinted at something that happened last night. Well, I, I don't want to take away if, Mark, did you have something you want to talk about? But I did have an idea for something we could we could all talk about that came up in the household last night. Well, I my thing is also from last night. Oh, OK, go, go. Is it about the Oscars? It sure is. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Can I preface the Oscar talk really quickly and just say this is the first time I haven't watched the Oscars in like 25 years. And it was shocking to me. But also, I I thought that it would be too depressing. Hmm. Yeah. Sure. And I I used to 
I used to watch I among my college friend group, I went to an Oscar party once and then demanded my own television in a bedroom because everyone was so loud and not watching. That's how much I cared about the Oscars at one point. And then over the over the years, I've just cared less and less and less and less. Because we're the movie stars, Mark. Where are the movie? Where are the movie stars? They don't exist. I still like watching it, but I just I don't I guess I'm not as invested. Angela Bassett was probably the only and Brad Pitt were the only movie stars and Reese Witherspoon and Laura Dern. But Angela Bassett, the way she introduced the in memoriam, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it was like um, a monologue you do at a high school theater festival. It felt theater coached. It had levels. It was dynamic. It's worth looking into, Maria. Okay. All right. So what happened? What went on that just put your moral dials on high alert? Well, for me, it's about the use of Union Station, which doesn't make any sense. They Mm. used Los Angeles public transportation hub in downtown L.A. Um, And yeah, uh, people use that to get around. I know that sounds wild in a pandemic, but access was denied to lots of people for a very long time. That they could, but it used? was just like the main entrance and the main way in. I mean, it's just a major, I guess, inconvenience from what I've seen about it. It's not like it was closed, but it's like, why do you have to do it here? Yeah, can't you can't do it on a lot. You can't. Or a I mean, Hollywood Bowl. I guess their whole yeah. idea was isolation and having an indoor-outdoor option. But it's like, you could do that at an abandoned Home Depot. I'd like to see that. <laughs> Shoot it in that and use the home and garden section as the outdoor thing. Oh my like, God. That'd be great. Let huh? me, let me say this. You know what else people use for transportation? Hollywood Boulevard. And so don't they shut that down when they norm? Don't they normally do the Oscars on? Mm, it's on yeah. Hollywood Boulevard, right? Wow. Yeah. Okay. They do, but I think you can still use public transportation. Like you can still use the Hollywood and Highland subway stop. And yeah. you can still take Sunset. But I bet a lot of those buses, they're they're being canceled. I bet a lot, you know, like the the number nine is yeah. probably oh. canceled for the <laughs> night. And if you take the number nine to get home from work, you're kind of shit out of luck. So the Hollywood Bowl is a great idea. Why didn't they do that? That's a legendary place. It's outdoors. I mean, sound. And they've got those little like box seats. Everybody yeah. could have their own like every other box seat would have been perfect. You bring a box lunch. You get you see like, you know, Glenn Close sitting there in her finery eating a Starbucks bistro box. I'd pay to <laughs> see that. Yeah. Weather. I think it's weather. Weather was delightful. Oh, but they no, needed but a in contingency the past. plan. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been even better, though. Imagine if it was pouring rain on Judy Dench. She wasn't even there. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine a soaking wet Dench? She'd be Judy Dench. Dench. Judy Dench on, Dench on the Dame Judy Drench. <laughs> Are there more wet celebrities we can go over? Um, well, it's interesting though. Uh, you had a problem with Union, Union Station because not to you know sell out my husband, but he seemed very excited by the choice of venues, and oh, that you shit. said that was one of the reasons you wanted to watch. And oh, I did. God. I do remember Matt saying he was actually glad they were stopping transportation for people. <laughs> that it was about time. Well, first of all, I love choo choos, <laughs> and second of all, uh, I guess I was just excited to see old. Los Angeles history instead of like the new Kodak theater and a bunch of red velvet seats. Um, mm-hmm. 
I didn't know what they were going to do with it. I said that well before the ceremony. The ceremony was as boring as could be, I think, sadly. Um, so I come out on the end probably with you, Mark. Yeah, waste. Of I was resources. excited to watch it because of the different and the the different look and feel was kind of cool. But it it's a long show. Amanda said it reminded her of like an industry trade show, and that really <laughs> hit the nail on the head oh, for no. me. That it it felt like uh, something you would watch in company that would never go out to the public yeah that's what i was thinking and you know what i really did enjoy though was the pre-show when they were all the celebrities were outside in this like beautiful outdoor setting they were eating and drinking and laughing and uh, i thought that that was really cool and then once they cooped them up in the station it got a little stale for me they should have put them all on a train (gasps) oh my there you go see Winners yeah. take the Surfliner up to Montecito, where <laughs> they all live. Really no, there's one Oscar at the front, and it's Snowpiercer for awards, and they have to get to <laughs> wow, it. Wow, that's cool. So I will say this, and I know award shows have taken a bit of a hit in the past couple of years, and the pandemic hasn't done anything to help us out, but the Grammys were done in a way that was fun, and I thought that all the celebrities during the Grammys were having the time of their lives. I loved the Grammys. I thought they were really fun. So intimate. It was just really mm-hmm. cool to see, you know, like whoever like sitting on the side, like clapping as someone performed. And what? Yeah. why didn't they do the Oscars in like a really small like cabaret setting? And everyone in I there agree. is just like vaccinated and they're still distanced. But it was more of like a cabaret show. Yeah, I agree. I loved the Grammys and I never watched that. And they were just bare minimum of people. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, it was like a coffee house showing. They should have had cabaret seating for the Oscars and one table is like a movie. And then they each get to open an envelope and say to the next table, hey, you won. And they pass them the Oscar. The murder game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and do a murder mystery. Sure. Amanda, what was your moral dilemma with the Oscars? Let's hear it. Well, this might ruffle a few little feathers. Okay, I'm going to get all the stage moms after me. But my question (laughs) is, should children be nominated for Oscars? Whoa. (laughs) And what's your age cutoff here? (laughs) That's a great question. If you are going to make limitations, you're going to have to draw a line. Yeah, where where are we talking? Uh, I don't don't mean from like an age limit point of view. I just mean like, I think I draw the line at like eight because before, maybe seven, but before then, like, do you really know what you're doing or like, are you just being directed well and you just have a cute personality? Like, there's not a lot of, I don't know, like at that age, it's not really about technique or anything. It's more just about like, being uninhibited and finding a kid who can perform, like memorize lines and be themselves under pressure, right? Yeah. So doesn't yeah. more of the credit go to the director and the co-stars in some <laughs> yeah. ways? I don't know. Or the onset tutor. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. The youngest Oscar winner was Tatum O'Neill at 10 years old. Yeah. So she qualifies because she's above your cutoff. Yeah. Okay. What if a baby won an Oscar? <laughs> That's what I'm asking. Why? What? Why not a baby? You know, well, Lassie won an Oscar. Oscar. Why not a baby? Did you know baby? Lassie won an Oscar? Why? No. Lifetime achievement. Lassie won a special Oscar. What are you talking about? Lassie he ma- won, but an wasn't Oscar. Lassie multiple dogs? 
don't Matt, I no, don't think don't so say that to her oh no <laughs> oh no oh no oh no I think that's very misinformed look I'm just gonna type in Lassie Oscar before you hit enter I I'm gonna say I think Lassie maybe won the humanitarian award ironically since Lassie's uh. a dog okay look Lassie. there's a whole page do animals deserve Academy Awards Vanity Fair oh do they deserve them <laughs> not they won them also, Lassie was two dogs, Pal and Pal Jr. Oh, a father and son? Um, I guess. Yes, he... Wait, no, hold on. Fem- uh, but, but female... Pal. Now, Lassie is a female in the story. Lassie's a female, obviously, the name, I guess, but... Okay, the truth is... But Lassie's is, a TV dog. No animals ever <laughs> yeah, That's been... another problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait. How did Lassie win an Oscar? No, we Yeller can win one. Ole Yeller... Old the Yeller could win one. Black yeah. Beauty. Beethoven. You guys, I'm telling you. I'm telling you Lassie got like some sort of Oscar. The truth is no animal has ever won an Academy Award. They're not eligible. <laughs> After carefully reading no the Academy shit. rules, it doesn't explicitly state that an animal actor cannot be nominated, but doesn't exclude nomination eligibility to actors and actresses, not animal actresses. I mean, animal actors. <laughs> but okay, we did why Lassie? History. Lassie is TV. There I'm might have been a Lassie movie. Is there a Lassie movie? You guys, there's something's Look. going on in my brain where I did. There's something where an where Lassie w- was up for Nickelodeon a Kids Choice Award. There's plenty of Lassie <laughs> yeah, movies, by the way. There are okay. Lassie Come Home, Son of Lassie, Courage of Lassie. Now, Amanda, what's your take on why kids shouldn't? And and I get it. You're saying, are they even actors? But if they make an audience feel something, is it? I mean, you know, plenty of actors just kind of go out there and do their thing. Not all of them, you know, are trained. Yeah, I think that's true. And I, you know, I don't necessarily even agree with this. And I think a lot of what (laughs) actors are doing is trying to get back to that childlike um, you know, being uninhibited and authentic. And a lot of kids have that naturally if they haven't been messed up by certain acting coaches, you know, pushing them to chew the scenery and do a pouty face. And also so, what uh, an actor, a kid actor who's bad, who's like a kid actor is like the worst, right? So when you get like a Haley Joel Osment or a Dakota Fanning, you do have to give them credit because Oscars. they're playing it pretty real <laughs> yeah. you know and a lot of kids don't do that they ham it up right yeah. and so it's more I, I guess it's like we're rewarding just pure talent and they do have to work hard to memorize the lines mm. you mm. know i guess just to me I, to, it, uh, any no one should ever be given an award for memorizing lines because theoretically <laughs> all actors have to do that right not if you're in the piano why were there the no pian- lines? The, the there were no lines. The no, pianist piano. had no lines. The piano had lines. She didn't. Adrian Bro- Adrian Brody's movie. No, the piano with Holly Hunter, where she she didn't she just carried around her piano the whole time. What am I thinking of? The pianist with Adrian Brody. No, that's the the pianist is a silent film. You're thinking of Isn't the artist. It? I'm thinking of the artist. <laughs> See, I don't care about the Oscars anymore. <laughs> We have proven ourselves authoritative. <laughs> on Do you have to memorize movie. lines in a silent movie? If you're in the artist and you're Jean, what, whatever that guy's name is, who won Jean Best Actor. Dujardin. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but in the old days, they would mouth the words and then they'd show the dialogue card. So right. I guess, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you're in a movie, you've got lines, whether you say them out loud or not. But was that little boy from Minari nominated? No, I don't think so. Oh, I thought, see, I thought he was and nothing (laughs) against him. I didn't see the movie. I'm sure he was spectacular from what I've seen in the trailers. He's, he's wonderful. Really? I heard he couldn't even memorize his lines. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but Haley Joel Osment in the sixth sense. I mean, come, I, I mean, come on. Yeah, I agree. He's amazing. But wasn't yeah. he like 15 playing five? Amanda, no, no. he was not. <laughs> he had that full beard. <laughs> 15 playing five. <laughs> Late bloomer. I'm just saying, you know, I'm sitting there looking at Glenn Close, okay? And if she's, you know, who's overdue an Oscar, and um, and I could just imagine if there had been like a, some five-year-old nominated who went up there and claimed the award, what would Glenn say? Well, what would I mean, Glenn if, say? if her contribution this year was Hillbilly Elegy, give it to the kid. You know, I drove Glenn Close to the airport once. On purpose? Really? <laughs> she got a she Because Union Station was closed. Yeah. This was last night. I did. She needed a ride. I said, hop in, sweetie. Let's go. Was she nice? She was very She was very pleasant. Yeah, it was her and her hairdresser in the back seat with all his wigs. Mm. Oh, his wow. wigs or her he wigs. was carrying her he wigs? Was carrying her Albert wigs. Nobbs? Albert Nobbs. This was Albert Nobbs time. And then... Also, I I drove around. What was her name? Who's the woman in that movie? The other woman, um, Janet McTeer. I drove around her and her. <laughs> what do you call them? Boyfriend. <laughs> Boyfriend. <laughs> and they said, "I need a toothpick. Where Where are we going to get a toothpick? I didn't know where to go, so I pulled into Seven Eleven. I said, "I don't know. Get go in there and see if they have Wait, them." And then, what's happening? She needed an emergency toothpick. They needed an emergency toothpick. I didn't know where to go. We were in. We were on like La Brea, and so I said, "Look, we can try Seven Eleven." And so her boyfriend ran out, and the whole time I was sitting there with Janet McTeer, thinking to myself, "He's not coming out of there with any toothpicks. They don't have toothpicks in there." And he came out with toothpicks. He said they found him in the back. Wow. I said, good. "Oh God!" And so there is. And my my days in Hollywood weren't numbered anymore. Wow, you made it. <laughs> I wow. made it out of there alive. There's that girl in LA who can get you a toothpick if you need one. Um, well, I, I think that the Oscars are a, a very good time to kind of reassess what we all f- find important in our lives. And thank you, Mark and Amanda, for bringing up very hard-hitting questions. Yeah, thank you. I have figured out that watching the Oscars did make me realize what's important in my life, and it isn't the Oscars anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, it's sad. It was like my Super Bowl but it, can we it get back feels... to it, though, Matt? Is there a is there a place where we get back to the 1996 Oscar ceremony? You don't think so, Mark? Uh, well, Mark's no, shaking because his I head. think I think streaming television is gonna do damage mm. to the movies because mm. a lot of good people are just going to do, you know, boutique TV HBO stuff. Like, why would you? Unless the Academy, I guess they're starting to open it up to Netflix. But well, the, everything this year was basically streamable right after, well before and right after the award ceremony. So it used to be you'd have to go to the theater to see these. So theoretically, more people should be aware of these movies. But I haven't seen almost any of the best picture nominees. I haven't seen anything. Right. No. 
I didn't even know there were movies that had come out. But I did. I'll tell you what, you guys, because this whole year, this past year is like movies felt very TV like. And that's because of the pandemic and everything. But I did just watch the trailer for Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. And there was a little glimmer of like, oh, this feels like the movies. This feels Mm. like the movies again. Like a little light switch went off. So maybe maybe there'll be a pushback and maybe the movies will shine bright again. I hope so. I hope so, too. I miss the movies. Me, too. Yeah. Someone co- someone out there, buy up the arc light. Come on. Now. Oh, I know. Well, boys, it's that time where we ask you to do us a favor and tell our audience. Because <laughs> we just did you a favor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, I don't feel favored. And ask our audience to rate, review, and join our Patreon. Oh, that's a no-brainer. A, if you're listening to this, but B, even if you're not listening to this, tell a friend so that that person could not have listened to this and still get this message. You should absolutely rate this podcast five stars, review it to the high heavens, and join the Patreon because I've heard their Patreon content from outside of Amanda's office. I just hear this muffled joy (laughs) seeping from under... Amanda has this office door that the where the door doesn't meet the floor, but then it slopes down. So it like at some point there's like a four inch gap. So you hear quite a bit, mm-hmm. and it just sounds wonderful. This content. So get on Patreon, support this show. I'm I'm a huge fan. Yeah, well, what Matt said. Thank you, Mark. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. And we should say we have a little announcement to make. Oh, Amanda, yes. Um. You should definitely join the Patreon because this episode is the last episode of the season of The Big Ones. We're taking a short break, but we are coming back with a very special event, a summer series that's going to launch June 1st. And I'm not going to say any more than that, but stay subscribed because boy, oh boy, are you going to be in for a treat. Oh, I'll say something because I've heard this and it's fantastic and I'm not even being like a supportive husband. Really? I'll say this. I haven't heard it and I want to hear it. So that's got to count for something. It's It's going to be a summer. It's It's the summer series. It's get get your your boat shoes on and your parasol and let's let's (laughs) let's crack a white claw and let's go. Let's go. It's summertime, baby. <laughs> and you guys are just going to love it. I know Amanda and I love it. Yeah. So anyway, so you're going to have a basically a month off, which is the perfect time to join our Patreon and get our two bonus episodes. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, it'll be the dawn of a new big one. Whoa. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. We're back. That's right. And so today's dilemma, um, Matt Gorley is going to say it because 
It was his suggestion. He's very excited, Mark. We think you're going to like it too. So Matt, I turn it over to you. Okay, and and far be it for me to editorialize, but if you want to throw some of the theme music from this film underneath this, I would love it. Wing it. I would love that. All right, tell me when you're ready. Uh, Why don't have the music? Oh, I don't have the music right. Oh, you want the music right now? No, I don't. I just mean when. (laughs) I tell me when the three of you are mentally ready to hear what I'm about to make up right now. Yes, I'm ready. Thumbs up from Mark. Mark. Okay. That's Mark. I got to hear it verbally. He's eating toast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the not too distant future, 1984. You and your friends are a ragtag group of teenagers and and reluctant guerrilla soldiers in your early 20s. Why? Because the United States has been invaded by a Soviet coalition of communist forces stemming from the Russian Federation of Soviet Socialist Republics to the Nicaraguan communists and the Cuban socialists. It's World War III. You and your friends have taken to the hills of Colorado to hide out because you don't know what's happening. People are being killed, put in concentration camps. You decide to band together and become guerrilla soldiers attacking the Russians and other communists on your terms. But then, deep into the winter of 1984, suddenly, the Russians find you. You get the jump on them. You attack them. You kill them. And after the fray, you've taken one of the Russian Spetsnaz Special Forces members prisoner. But you also, if you're Charlie Sheen in this scenario, find a little little detector thing that's making a funny noise. And it keeps beeping. And it getting quicker and quicker as you move around. And you notice it's leading to one of your members of your group, Daryl, the former high school president of Calumet High, whose mascot, by the way, Mark, is the Wolverines, which has become the namesake of your guerrilla army group. Because you're also Patrick Swayze, you're Jennifer Grey, you're Leah Thompson, you're Charlie Sheen, you're C. Thomas Howell, you're a couple other of these fellows. And you realize one member of your group, who's the son of the mayor of the town of Calumet, Colorado, has gone into town, swallowed a bug, and led the Russian special forces to your location. What do you do? Do you kill that person in a time of war for being a traitor to your own cause and country? Or do you let him live? This is the big ones. I'm not going. <laughs> wow. So uh, does anyone know what that's from? I don't. Red I Dawn. Do. Yeah. Red is it Dawn. Red Dawn? Yeah, yeah, Craig's always trying to get me to watch it. He's always going like, you, we should really watch Red Dawn. And like the the... the the synopsis of it makes me think, well, this is a great movie. Well, it's it's an interesting movie. I love watching it. it. I don't know if it's a good movie. First of all, I also learned this about it, that it was originally an anti-war movie. And then the studio got a hold of it and put the notorious, infamous director, John Milius, who did Rambo on it. And they wanted to make like a teenage Rambo movie. But then there's one board member of the... MGM Studios, who happened to be 
uh, Nixon's chief of staff, Haig, and he took Milius to this conservative think tank and they came up with the scenario for invasion. So it's like a conservative, idealistic movie. And you can definitely see it in the movie. It's really like jingoistic and pro-America, but with like the 80s hot stars like Patrick Swayze and Charlie Sheen and Jennifer Grey. So it's this really strange movie. This was a thing in the 80s, though. Like, Top Gun, I heard, like, what's-his-face? Matthew Modine wouldn't do it because he was like, this is so pro-war. And then, like, Navy recruiting stuff was, like, being set up outside of of movie theaters and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, all the Rambo movies. The 80s were huge into, like... Because even, you know, Stallone and Schwarzenegger are old-school conservatives. It was all this kind of gun-toting America first sort of thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And this is also the first PG-13 movie. Ever? Red Dawn, yeah. PG-13 rating was developed for Temple of Doom, but this movie came out first and they cut some swear words and a little bit of violence so that they could get the first PG-13. Yeah, because if you're going to recruit kids into the military, you need them. Let's get them young. (laughs) You got to get a couple shits in there if you want those kids signing up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen this movie, but Matt showed me a clip and it looked very intense. But just to clarify the dilemma before we dive in, I have a couple of questions, if I may. Yeah. So this guy who goes into town, was he supposed to go into town or did he sneak into town? It's it's unclear if this is a victim of weird editing because you just don't know. You don't know how he got into town. They're up in the mountains at this point. His name's Daryl. You just know that he went into town and they... they forced him to swallow this thing and this okay, is right. so the russians he even yeah he even alludes to the fact that they were doing terrible things like maybe he was going to be tortured or something okay so he's been or forced was. to swallow a bug and now we have to decide are we going to risk our lives and let this guy live or are we going to shoot our friend right what kind what kind of bug is it is it a cricket <laughs> okay mark if you're not going to take red dawn seriously i can't i can't go on no, he's forced to swallow a tracking device. Yes. Yeah. Just for clarity. Okay. And he didn't want to. So he's not really a traitor. Well, he throughout the movie, he has been like, he's like kind of like the son of a politician. He's like, let's go into town. Let's talk to them. And this oh, is Darren yeah. Dalton that's playing Daryl. Yeah, sorry. I said Daryl. Yeah, Darren. And yeah. no, no, no. Guys... Well, it's, his name's Daryl oh. in the movie, but okay. his name's da- Darren. His name's Daryl Jenkins, but he's playing Darren Dalton. other way way around well that's a moral dilemma right there should we switch he's his name his name's darren dalton if i were like at a restaurant and and i was like okay uh darren dalton party of two and then i'd go hey you play daryl jenkins Mm. right he'd go wow (laughs) and he'd be like my my second person's not here yet. Is it cool that I sit at the table, or do you like the whole party to be here? We like the whole party to down? be here. We like. The oh, whole so party I can't sit down. I just no, want to so have a nice sorry. tea at the table. Also, Darren, we don't serve bugs here. If in case you wanted to eat one, <laughs> okay, that was one movie. Oh uh, yeah, it's the only one. Maybe Outsiders. I forget what else you were in. Well, if you check my IMDb, I think you'll be pretty impressed. I'd like we my do. table, and I'd like my iced tea, and I like one sweet and low and one equal because I don't discriminate. Well, we don't have IMDb here. We only use the printed out catalog version, and we don't have it here. Why don't you have it here? It's a restaurant, isn't it? You know, you're right. We'll change that. And scene. So what do we think? Do we shoot our friend? (laughs) (laughs) Well, why can't we just tie him to a tree? You know, like, why do we have to shoot him? 
Do you know what I mean? I like we're in the Colorado question. forest. Now the they shoot the up. Russian guy right away. The, they capture the Spetsnaz guy and they shoot him right away. Are they in the military or are they just taking no, they're, matters into they're their own hands? High school students, except for Patrick Swayze. And why is he? He's a gym teacher? He's a a burnout? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, this is 84, so it's kind of younger Patrick Swayze. So he's the older brother of Charlie Sheen in this movie. And he's a former. Because it's Calumet, Colorado. He's driving a pickup truck. He's salt to the earth. You know, it's 84. Okay. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's like um, in his early 20s, but he's the leader of the, of the Wolverines. Is he still living at home? That's a good question. You don't know. But I will say this, that, you know, he's the leader. So he goes up and he shoots the Russian and he can't shoot Daryl. He, he just can't do it. This is what happens when teens get turned into guerrilla fighters. Because you're bringing all of your pre-guerrilla fighter dynamics into this. And so I think there's two things at play here. It's one, like, how do we deal with this bug, this tracking device? And there's a couple options for that. The other thing is, it's like, these kids are kind of radical at this point. Like, they're out there murdering Russians. And so this guy, really, he should have been tortured instead of swallowing the bug. Like, you, you know, they didn't. Like he probably swallowed it because he didn't want to, you know, go through all that pain. But in doing that, he kind of fucked his friends. Why did he have to go back to his friends? Like, okay, you swallow the bug, but then why don't you run into the hills or whatever? Like, why did he? I think that's also a good question of like, isn't it smarter not to kill this guy and send him in the opposite direction? Yeah, you spin him around and then push him. You spin him around five times (laughs) and then you put him. (laughs) Pin the tail on the donkey, this guy. (laughs) I would say, though, that I mean, I'm just offering this up for conversation. I don't know how I actually feel about it, but I did think of it. If you don't kill them, the Russians will. Right. Let's Mm, just say that's the case. Right. So if you say, Mm. all right, we're going to tie him to a chair and we're going to switch to Jennifer's cabin now. And then the the Russians will come to this cabin and we'll be over there now. Okay, Mark. They don't use them as (laughs) Mark thinks they're at camp. They're living in the woods. Okay. Location B. We're going to move to a different camp. <laughs> okay. So aren't the Russians just going to kill him right there when they show up? So shouldn't you? What's the difference? If you kill him and leave him in a spot and move on, they're going to find him. So let the Russians do it, you're saying? Well, it's just, is it more humane for you to just really make it as quick and painless as possible? Because the Russians might torture uh, yeah. him to say like, hey, I know that they tried to screw us, but you know where they went. And it is a bit us. of a dilemma because like I don't think personally I could kill him, but you also can't take him with you because he's got this bug, you know, so he's he's radioactive, literally and figuratively. The Russians will follow you if you have the bug. So you have to either kill him or leave him behind. But you're right. The Russians will torture and kill him and possibly give up more information if he hasn't already given up all the information. Oh, right. You don't know what he's given up already. Yeah. No matter yeah. what he says, you can't you can't rely on him. Because he's probably going to say, I didn't say anything. I didn't say shit. They just made me swallow this bug and then made me come back here. Yeah. But that's dubious. Hold, hold on. I, I just have to get in Darren's head. Daryl? Uh, Daryl? I'm Darren. I played Daryl. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Sir, and I would we like still to don't have any open some, tables. Is there a, is there a sir, bench I can wait on? I sir, don't want to be outside. First no. of all, we just opened indoor dining. <laughs> And the capacity is 15%. So if you would just have a little patience, I noticed you're not wearing a mask. And I'm not going to. 
Okay. <laughs> I know this is Colorado. We're a little lax here. And scene. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if Daryl, so just let me, can I just need these questions so I can make a informed decision. Daryl yeah. got, went into town to buy diapers or whatever the hell he was doing. And he, um, he, he I <laughs> they don't, don't know. have any babies. <laughs> Adult diapers. Yeah. Yes. Because there was a cut scene between Powers Booth and Leah Thompson with like a 25 year age difference or something. Ooh, a sex yeah. scene? Is that what you're saying? Well, loves. Yeah, I think some kind of. We love gotta scene. get our hands on the director's cut. <laughs> so was Daryl in town? He got captured by the Russians. They they made him swallow this bug, and then he, on his own accord, said, "Okay, I'm gonna go back and get this stuff from my friends." And then once he got to his friends, the friends figured out that he had a bug, or did he tell them that he had swallowed the bug? No, only after the Russians attacked them and they captured the Russians' bug-detecting device did they realize it's pointing at Daryl. Okay, so Daryl was a bad boy for a little bit of time. Like, he didn't want the bug, but he accepted the bug, is what you're saying. Yeah, and then went went back to the the group. So and didn't tell them. So, and Daryl's home life is what? Is daddy not there or what? His da- no, his dad's the mayor of Calumet, Colorado. Okay, but that does tell good. a lot. That tells he's a class lot. That president tells me a lot. Of, I don't know. The, I don't know if class it? president means that he's content with who he is as a person because maybe he'll never live up to his father's expectations. I, I think mean, he's pre- scared. He's just a chicken and he's dragging the group down. And so my instinct is like, yeah, you got to just, sorry, we're, it's war times. You got to just kill him. However, um, he's one of you also. And like, if we're not sticking together and having each other's backs, aren't we just as bad as the Russians? Oh, wow. This is what I sort of agree with because yeah, he betrayed you and it's wartime. But if you kill your friend, even though they've betrayed you, what are you even fighting for? You're as bad as someone who's invaded your country. So you kind of have to like play on war on your terms and not their terms, maybe. So maybe you do just leave them alive and send them back to town and whatever happens, happens. And you, because you're not staying in one place anyway. They can't really. But that's even you. worse. Like what Mark was saying, the Russians will just torture and kill him. Well, what what can you do? Then? Can you, you can't... cut the bug out or wait till he'll poop it out eventually? I'm right? assuming, you're... yeah, but then you can't take him with you. He can't be trusted anymore. Like I would, I would draw the line there. I wouldn't want him with the group anymore. If I'm a high schooler running a small militia group that's just camping out, <coughs> nobody leaves individually. You're yeah, in that, pairs. Yeah. I'm, we're watching. I'm watching you go yeah. number one and two. Someone's with you at all times. It's yeah. buddy system. You cannot leave the camp by yourself. But you're saying think, that after this point? No, I'm saying before? I that would have been protocol. I think if he was uh, Swayze, if he if he, he, he if Mark was Swayze, this is how th- yeah. things would have been done but a little differently. Swayze and Sheen and C. Thomas Howell, they do leave the group and go into town to talk to their dad, who's played by Harry Dean Stanton. Why? Because they don't. It's early on, and they don't know what's going on, and so they go into town, and everybody in town's like, "Get out of here! They're going to get you." Why are they in town? To find out information and get eight. No, no, no. Why are people staying in town? Why is Harry Dean Stanton still in they're, town? Because they're in a re-education camp, and they talk to him through the fence. This is good information. Oh. So, I would also say, how good are you at the camping part of this? When one person can leave 
<laughs> get tortured by Russians and be forced to swallow a tracking device and then come back without anybody noticing that he was gone. <laughs> it seems very dubious to me. His motivation, Daryl's motivations for leaving are a little off to me. And then also, why aren't you moving on? When you find out he's gone, I you don't mean know. Like, you're saying like the fact that he left in the first place would be a huge red flag, so why yes. even wait for him? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why you didn't move once he This took though, off. It does seem like a weird thing in the edit, like they left out something. I did what? hear about this movie. I know one fact about this movie that you uh, on this specific film, you could smell Thomas Howell before you could see Thomas Howell. Oh, Mark. Wow. Oh, Mark. I don't get it. <laughs> They're camping. They're outside. He stinks. He smells bad because he hasn't oh, showered. See uh, Thomas I Howell. I That's see, his name. I see. I his see. I see. I see. Let's do a little, little scene here to kind of just okay. let's see how this would actually go down if if this okay. was re- real. Now, Mark, I see you as the Swayze character. You've really wow. put yourself in that role. Great. Um, uh, so maybe that's you. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know, Matt. Maybe you're the Daryl. Yeah. Okay, I I have a suggestion for the other two because there's kind of like four players in the scene. Everyone's there, but there's Swayze who's the leader and he's reluctant. There's Daryl who's pleading for his life. There's C. Thomas Howell who's just like, let's fucking kill him. And then there's young Danny who's holding the horses going, this is crazy. We can't kill him. We can't kill him. He's like a young 15-year-old or 16. And who plays Danny? No way to know. You you just never saw him again. Uh, Brad Savage. Right. Fred's cousin. (laughs) (laughs) And so C. Thomas Howell is Robert. So it's Robert, Danny, Jed, and Daryl. And and um, C. Thomas Howell's Pony Boy from The Outsiders and from uh, Soul Man, but we'll forget about Stay that. Stay golden. Yeah. Okay, so Mark is Swayze. Who wants to be the guy who swallowed the bug? Did you say that's me? Yeah, I no, think who, Matt Matt can oh, okay. be this bug bug boy. <laughs> okay, you're a bug boy. Um, I can be the teen who doesn't want him to die, and Maria, you're the hothead who wants him gone. Okay, <laughs> this right. is amazing. Now, here's the problem. I'm probably just going to be doing it word for word because I've seen this movie Great. so many times. But You'll lead us. you lead us. And begin. Okay, look. This tracking device is going to bring Russians here, and we have a major problem on our hands. Don't, I'm don't Patrick shoot, Swayze. Don't shoot me. I'm Darren Jenkins. I can't get a table for two. So just don't shoot me. Don't shoot me. They made me. They made me swallow it. I went into town, and my dad's a mayor. They made me swallow. They're doing such horrible things. They could have tortured me. Daryl, why were you even in town? We were sticking together through this whole thing. We're doing this together, and all of a sudden you go off. You can't be protected by any of us. What are we supposed to do now? There's only one thing to do, and it's to stop you from getting the rest of us killed. I had to feed my cat. We've been away so long. I was worried about my cat. I'm dead serious. Is that are you true? serious? Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, why you yeah, left camp to go feed movie, your cat? Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. I thought that was a... Because <laughs> that actually is pretty sad if that's why you I got to find I got to find motivation that the movie does not give me. I have to do character work. I, I got a cat and my parents don't feed it. My dad's a mayor. He's busy. They're in one of those camps, right? No, he's a puppet mayor now. 
He isn't. Oh boy, Danny, I need you. Danny, I need you to kill Daryl. Oh. Danny, help me, Danny. Danny, come on. Prove prove that you belong in this group by killing Daryl. If we kill Daryl, aren't we just as bad as them? That's literally what he says in the movie. Pretty good, thanks. Hey, Danny, you've changed my mind. Robert, what? you kill him. I would love to kill him. I'm just going through a few things <laughs> in my head. And one is... <laughs> How can I help? That, you know, there's two ways to go through war. One is every man gets left behind, and the other is no man gets left behind. <laughs> now, we... Those are the two ways. Wait, so there are some people that whose motto in war is every man gets left well, behind? Well, if the man if the man did something that puts everyone else's lives in danger, then you leave that man behind, or do you show... Do you go, well... You're still part of our group, so we're going to do what we can to save you. Does in, in this scenario, is being left behind being killed? Because I'm okay being left behind. Oh, you are? Because the Russians are probably going to put two more bugs in you till you're oh. full of bugs, well, till you're a scene from a movie that's going to come out years later called The Mummy, where scarab beetles just crawl into every hole in your goddamn body. How do you even know that? You die at the end of this movie. Ooh. I know. Okay. Wait, I don't know that. Yeah, and Robert, don't get that look on your face. You die too. Oh no! And who? What about me? D- Danny, you and Leah Thompson. You know the mom from Back to the Future. You guys make it past Freedom Rock and and to That's Freedom. Nice. Oh, wonderful! And You're it's the because only two. I made the good choice of not wanting to kill Daryl. And yeah. listen, listen, guys. Doesn't help me much. Oh, Daryl, do you die? <laughs> uh, I I got about about. Three minutes left. Oh, because they do Are kill you. Are you kidding? We kill you? Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at you, Robert. I want to know this. I want to know this. Daryl, are you sorry about what you did? And I don't want any BS answer here. I want the truth. I'm so sorry. They made me do it. I did not want to inform on you guys. I know we've disagreed about policies uh, earlier mm-hmm. in this movie, but I, the last thing I wanted to do, they forced me to do it. My dad forced me to do it. My dad's a, I guess I'm no better than my dad. I'm sorry. And I'm you're sorry. Only Robert, you are being the, but you're being the worst hothead. I would never cast this Robert because Why? I'm asking. You, I am a little surprised, Robert. I thought you would have killed me well, by now. Well, I have to the ask the question. If good-hearted Danny's not asking the questions, I gotta ask. I'm trying. <laughs> how I can't ask him because Robert's a step ahead of me, stealing my whole character arc. <laughs> well, then- All right, everybody, shut the hell up. <laughs> we gotta make a decision here. It's World War Three, life or death. I got some really important information for your future, and if you kill me, I can't tell you. All right, I want it right now. And you'll let me live? Well, we'll see. (laughs) Don't. Don't make Roadhouse. People are going to make a lot of fun of you. People love Roadhouse. Well, ironically. Is it ironic? I've never seen it. It I was just standing there. I don't think it hurts him. Robert, have I done Dirty Dancing yet? I don't remember. No, I think that's coming in two years. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, and scene. So, I think you have to... Okay, final answer. I think you have to kill him. What? Danny? <laughs> I, b- uh, b- back to scene. 
What is this, Robert? You're being measured in your outlook on this, and Danny, you're wanting me killed. I am because it's this is war. If we don't kill you, you're either going to get murdered worse by the Russians, or you're going to lead them to us, and one of us is going to die. And I'm sorry, but you defied the rules. I have one suggestion. Yeah? We use Daryl for bait. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Send me off in a different direction, and that way at least I have a chance I can make it somewhere. Yeah. And then that'll lead them away from you. And I think that's good for Daryl's self, too, because if he can make amends and he can now protect us through his mistake that he made, that that even if he does die, he won't die sad. But Daryl could be, I'm saying you use him as bait to draw the Russians in to kill them. Oh. Like you, have, you put him in the top floor of a building or something. You look, find there a place. are no buildings here. Okay? We're going to build a building tree. and put the you in it. Tree. Yeah, but then we'll be, we'll be ready to kill Russians, <laughs> the real bad guys, the true enemy. I think final answer for me is I, I don't want to kill Daryl because if Daryl would have done this like and he would have been all like cocky Wait, about it being like... Are, are you Robert or Maria? We're out of the scene I, I don't think that there's okay. a difference because I really do feel connected <laughs> to Robert. Well, because you didn't really play any sort of character. Well, I did. I just asked questions because <laughs> nobody else was asking them. That would have... That should have. Because you were asking them. It, Robert is the most hot-headed <laughs> of the whole group. He, they kill his dad. <laughs> so I just feel really bad for Daryl. I really do because it seems like he didn't want this and he didn't. And, and and to kill him is just like. But then I do think of that scene from Saving Private Ryan where they, they don't kill the the German and then he he ends up coming back and killing that guy. And then it's like. Toot toot. Steve yeah, Willie. <laughs> nice games. Betty Grable. Oh, say, can you yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> And then he comes back and kills Adam Goldberg. No, he kills Jeremy uh, Renner. Does he kill? No, no. Jeremy Davies kills. What, I, what I'm trying to say is, he did this like that German soldier signed up to be a German soldier, probably, and that's not what Daryl did. Daryl got forced to swallow a bug, and then he didn't tell you about it until you got attacked. So let's just go. We have to get to our dear big ones, but I just want to do final answers. Maria, you're not killing him. Is that correct? Wow, real Robert over here. It looks like I'm I'm the Danny. You're yeah, the it was Robert. Mis- it was miscast. I'm probably going to... I want to use him for bait and try to draw Russians to us. If we have... Are we armed? That's the other thing I don't oh, know. Yeah, you've got yeah, all so kinds like, of weapons. Then I'm using Daryl as bait. I can make the Russians go exactly where I want them to go. Yeah. He becomes sort of a pawn. I'm sorry to say it, Daryl, but otherwise they're going to kill you. Like, let's try to make... Some lemons out of bug swallowing lemonade. Wait, what? <laughs> Other way around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, as a young boy under the spell of this movie, probably would have said, you got to kill him. As as a, an older fellow with a little time under my heels, I can't. I can't. Like, wh- what are you fighting for? This is, maybe the Russians do this, the Soviets at that time, although that probably wasn't even true, just because this is such a propaganda movie. But I think at at worst, I'd send him off with his own hopes for survival in a different direction, and then he's not my problem anymore, and we get the yeah. hell out of there. But you can't keep him, but I couldn't kill yeah. him. Yeah, because I think if you're killing him to sort of make a point about being a traitor, all, that's not right. 
I think yeah, if anything, it's, it's mercy kill or send them off. Here's what I'd do. I wouldn't even kill the Russian. I'd tie both of them together with a sign that says, your plan didn't work and we don't kill prisoners. That's America. Well, you're Not just the sending Russian. him to his death. Maybe. Or maybe, you know what, I'd send the Russian back with that sign and let Daryl go free. Mm. And say like we don't we don't kill prisoners here. We're Americans. But you go ahead and kill. But we him. do let Daryl. <laughs> we do let Daryl starve to death in the wilderness. No, I give him a little pack, and by this time he's learned some survival skills. Also, he did fuck us over, so he is on his own. I'm not yeah, like that yeah. crazy. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Wait, well, Maria, thanks everyone. Answer? That was interesting. I, I sure did, I, and then I was chastised. <laughs> um, for my answer (laughs) danny red dawn too she's not killing him all right let's see what's going on with this dear big one uh let's hear amanda talk about a listener email dear big ones a few months ago my best friend in the world orly started talking to a man she had almost dated a couple years ago when i say they almost dated i mean they were kind of a thing and both knew they wanted to hook up date at some point they had cuddled together and hung out a lot and there was sexual tension they were sophomores in college then and now they're seniors my friends still had feelings for this guy but he was a douche and broke it off they were friends before that happened but did not go back to being friends until recently this guy we'll call him hansen started hitting up my friend again my friend insisted that she was only talking to him because she wanted to be friends again and i didn't really believe her but it was clear that there was quote emotional cheating going on because they were flirting with each other over text and snapchat she kept insisting to me that she just wanted to be friends with him after they were talking for three weeks he let her know he had a girlfriend they continued talking and flirting anyway while my friend continues to insist that she just wants to be friends cut to a couple of weeks later my friend lets me know they got drunk and made out he hasn't told his girlfriend and is still with her now my friend is super upset because Hanson hasn't talked to her since they made out and she just wanted to go back to being friends with him my dilemma is I don't think she should be talking to him at all I think it's clear both of their intentions going into any kind of friendship would not be pure I have been in Hanson's girlfriend's shoes and it's not fun so it's really irritating me and making me feel icky that my friend did this and thinks that Hanson should still talk to her because if I were the girlfriend I would really fucking hate her my question is do I need to be straight up with my friend and tell her I think she should just complete stop talking to Hanson because she's not being fair to his girlfriend or do I just let her do her thing because I don't want to start a fight this feels like it's a Disney Channel level because all they did was make out at least they didn't have sex but I don't know it really irritates me that she did this best Essie and then she says these are all fake names and did you notice that they're all based on nail polish brands (laughs) I did (laughs) (laughs) okay what are you guys what boys what do you think I'm still I'm in a I'm in like a whirlpool of confusion about what's it's two people who were were kind of dating and then broke it off and then three years later started chatting again. I don't think the backstory even matters. I think it's just this girl's best friend made out with a guy with a girlfriend and they're still talking and the friend is like, we're just trying to be friends and this is really irritating. So does she confront do they confront the friend or do they just let them play out their own hmm. scenario? Well, I I think I agree with the emailer that 
this is bad news and that obviously the person doesn't just want to be friends with this guy if they're making out. But I'm also a little interested in, in the emailers seems to be really charged by this and it might be a little bit more confrontational than just saying, Hey, seems like this isn't a good idea. So maybe that they, they should kind of assess whether this is really more about what they think of the situation than, I mean, I agree with the person, but it does seem like this person's bringing their own thing to the table more than is, is necessary. Does that make sense? I don't know. It's just, I think my question is, is like, as a friend is, do you have the right to kind of, uh, backseat drive um, someone else's. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's and, what I'm trying and to say. And yeah. do you owe it to your friend to give your point of view or do you just wipe your hands of something like that and go like, you're going to do what you're going to do and then if the pieces, you know, fall, am I going to be the one that has to pick them up with you? You know what I mean? Yeah, because if the friend asks, then it's one thing, but if this is unsolicited intervention, that's probably not going to go But well. is that, as a friend, do you think that you should do that though or no? Give advice unsolicited we'll if you want. You... Case by that's what I'm saying is like ask yourself is this is this to help the friend or because it's really upsetting yeah. you. I'll throw this angle at it just because I think it's an intriguing part of the email. They met in college and this is the end of college, mm. so maybe Seriously. I'm just like sort of for conversation's sake saying maybe this friend is sort of trying to rekindle with this guy because it's the end of an era and life is going to go wherever it's going to go. Now it's like the window is closing for the college aged thing. And then the real world is on the horizon. I don't know if that's really a factor, but it might be sort of like, I want to make sure this guy is either worth pursuing, even though he has a girlfriend or, you know, I don't know, staying in time. Yeah. I don't know if that factors in for anybody else, but I think, that's a it's a little bit like okay i can see here her trying to like you know maybe he's gonna move to seattle and become a big fisherman or some shit and she's gonna move down to florida and become an astronaut assistant i don't know you know what i mean like they might never see each other again that might be a fact yeah that's interesting my perspective is you know this is your best best friend um i would like expect from my best friend to like tell me how they really feel. Mm. So I say like, it's, you should say like, I don't see this ending well. Like, you know, as someone who's been cheated on, I have a hard time with this personally. Um, And I, you know, I got to say like, I don't really buy that you guys can ever just be friends and you say your piece and then it's out of your hands and you have to yeah. let it go. Yeah. But I think you should absolutely say like, like, hey, girl, like it's a got you girl moment to be like, I don't see how this end well. This doesn't end well for yeah. you um, from my perspective. And like, I love you and I know I support you. And like, I know that you're a good person, but I feel like this, it really is sort of, um, it, it's not like good for your self-esteem to be toying with someone who has a girlfriend. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah that, that's so, a good way to yeah. put it. The fact that you, if you're doing it to really help the person, I, I there's just a line in that email that was like saying it was, what was it like driving me fucking crazy or something where I couldn't tell, you know, yeah, if you're really there to get your girl, to get her back, that's a great thing because it's shitty that he's doing this to the girlfriend and to her, to your friend. 
And yeah, you sh- she should probably be advised to get away from. And that. it'll happen to her. Yeah, it'll I think you got, if if he's cheating s- on his girlfriend, if yeah, you guys exactly. get together, he's gonna cheat on you. I say say your piece, and you know when you're in college, it's like they're not married it's like boyfriends and girlfriends like this sort of stuff happens and like maybe these two will end up together and it will be fine but like this is certainly a crappy way to start a relationship so I would just say your piece and then you have to lovingly detach because you want to repair you want to be able to maintain the friendship and if you're constantly nagging this person and judging them it's going to be impossible to do so just say your piece and then realize it's not your life and you just got to be a supportive friend. You said that. That's what I meant. But you said that way better. That's yeah. That's, yeah. I can't. I can't even do the math. I mean, I know love ain't math, but what are the <laughs> chances that you know the, the, your best friend, sort of like the the guy and the girl break up, and she gets with that guy, and they get married and have kids and are successful, and it, it's happily ever after for them. I feel like the chances are not great because yeah. of what Maria said, and also just like. I don't know. You're 22, three. I don't know. That's, it's not like you have no life experience, but right. Uh, I, I guess plenty of people meet their partners in college for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. I just think it, the, the, the odds are not great. Yeah. It's not worth it. But I also yeah. agree with you, Amanda, of like, you just got to sort of gently and, and I think with some compassion, say your piece. And then just go like, I don't, unless you want to talk about it more, uh, that I don't want to talk about That's it ever. Good, yeah. I know I certainly have had a friend where I went like, hey, I've given you advice about your situation a couple times and it's clear you're not going to listen to me. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just going to wash my hands of it. I, I've said what I needed to say and, yeah, you know, let's go have uh, lunch with that guy from Red Dawn. <laughs> it does sound like this guy's the type that would swallow a bug though and come back to the gang. So Maybe yeah, you need absolutely. to just real Daryl vibes. Into the real Daryl vibes. Yeah. Dear clear. Sign. Heavy Daryl vibes. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, this has been such a triumph in podcasting. <laughs> um, where can people find you? What 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 what's on your what's on your guys' plates that you want to show the world you're doing? Matt, go ahead. Gosh. I mean, I'm just all I exist in podcast form. So anywhere you look, I'll probably be there hiding somewhere. I, I apologize. Yeah, I'm I'm on Stitcher Premium over on the Mascots show, and then you can follow my Twitter and Instagram. It's at Mark McConville, and I'll post pictures and do funny quips. Great. And you can email us at thebigonespodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at the Big Ones Pod. Please join our Patreon for as little as three dollars a month three we think it's three that's nothing that's jump that's, change they always say like that's the cost of a coffee that's the cost of like two to three coffees yeah. <laughs> so you co- come over there because like amanda said this is our last episode of the season because we're coming at you with a summer spectacular uh so if you want more uh you know to listen to us answer your your big one questions then you're gonna have to go over to patreon to hear it during our summer spectacular well, uh, Mark and Matt, thank you so much for being on. This was so great. And thank you all for listening to The Big One. The Big One.
powered by ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.